is up, sisters? Welcome back to She is Becoming with the Grace Church Women's Ministry Podcast. I am your co-host, Delaney, and I am here in the studio with my day one, my co-host, Bev. Bev, what's up? Not a lot today. However, it's a wonderful day in that we have at the opportunity to interview our first guest on She Is Becoming. Yeah, we're super excited to introduce to you a very special lady, our first guest, Mrs. Amanda Bell. Um, Amanda is here to share her story with us about how she became a believer, her journey of obedience, and how she's listened to God. And we just want to hear from her and see how God has worked in her life. So we're super excited. But um, before we get started, Amanda, Can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Who are you? Hey, everyone. My name is Amanda. Um, I've been going to Grace for about three years now. Mm -hmm. Um, We, I have a husband. His name is Marquest Bell. And we have two small children at home. The cutest children ever. We just saw her baby. And I'm telling you, like, you are not doing my baby fever any help. Like, you're not helping it at all. Like, your kids are like. It took everything in me not to grab that baby. I think oh. Bev almost cried. I think Bev almost cried. I did. No, I love those babies. Oh. I'm a baby girl. They are beautiful. They Thanks, are. Thanks, you guys. Yeah, they are just precious and a blessing in our house. Um, so we've got Iris, who's about 20 months old. She's full of energy and super independent. I bet. So I bet. She's challenging in her own. And then um, we've also got Malachi, who's new to the family. He is officially two months old now, and he is very beautiful and he doesn't do my baby fever any justice <laughs> I, like I, know, that. Right? I like that biblical name yeah, yeah. yeah. it's you, a strong yeah. biblical name yeah and my my little son Jax who's two is like obsessed with Iris so it's been really cute they like play at the park together and it's like super cute yeah um all right well you know let's just get started here let's uh let's get after it um Tell us, Amanda, a little bit, what was your life like, you know, before you um, started believing in God, like before you heard the gospel? What was your like life before Christ? Yeah, um, so before Christ in my life, I was all over the place. I think if there's an issue in your life, you can name it, and I've had it. So um, there was cheating, adultery, um, drug use, alcohol use. I was just kind of flying off the rails um, and doing my own thing. There was no direction of my life. There was no um, no rules, really. I was yeah. kind of like... Uh, You're just doing your thing. Yeah, yeah. doing my yeah. thing. Yeah, I yeah. get that, yeah. So it was... Um, and, you know, when I was younger, I did hear... I was in church. I was there maybe once a week, but it was like a a Wednesday night youth group type of thing. I wasn't really, no heart conversion, no Jesus is my savior, just kind of going to go and make friends. So um, when I grew up, I kind of turned away from it completely. So um, yeah, Christ was there. I I would say he was in my life, but I didn't acknowledge him or um, say that he was my savior. So I think a lot of people, you know, can relate to that. You know, you've been to church, but you don't know Christ personally. You don't know God personally. So I think that's something that a lot of us can relate to, especially, you know, if you've grown up in the church. So I, I definitely, um, get that. So tell us a little bit about how you came to Christ. What was the process of that? So coming to Christ, I, it's interesting because my husband plays a big part in, Um, my journey to finding Christ. Uh, So going back to what my life was before, I was 
really into drugs and um, alcohol, I, I would say. Yeah. And a lot of there was a lot of sex going on in my life as well. Mm-hmm. I, I had like an addiction to that in addition to drugs. So um, coming into Christ entering my life, I had found my husband, Mark West. He, um, we were just friends at the time, but we were struggling with sex before marriage. Um, we were dating, but not really dating, kind of doing our own things. Right, yeah. Um, and as our journey went on, he thought it would be a good idea to pray and ask Jesus to just come in our lives and um, kind of revive our lives. And I timidly said, sure, let's go ahead and do it. Um, but I wasn't really there. It was more just like, sure, you can do it. Um, he did that, and he also prayed for responsibility over me, not really knowing what that meant, and he kind of wanted wow. to be that person, yeah. yeah, to help me find Jesus. So, uh-huh. and God really answered, I think, his prayer in giving him responsibility of me because as I was struggling at the end of my drug use to come back to living a sober life and kind of finding where my faith is, and you know, learning that God is the one and true God, he. Marquest was the one who was speaking into me. Um, So God really used him to bring me to Jesus. And, man, I I pray pray about that all the time because if if Marquest wasn't there praying for me during my drug use or my struggle, um, I don't know where I'd be. So Mm -hmm. it's interesting because you hear a lot about you don't want, like, you don't want to date someone in hopes to saving them or to changing them. but mm-hmm. Missionary um, dating, they call yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we're, we're, I guess we're that one story where it kind of worked. So, yeah. Um, yeah. You're not the first that I've heard this happen, where one of them, uh, one of the now married couple, uh, really brought the other one to Christ. So it's, it's unusual, but not that unusual, because yeah. you're in that closer relationship. And God is sovereign, and he does bring people together for reasons. He does. And, you know, it reminds me of just how beautiful, like, Christ's love is for the church, you know, and like how, you know, he wasn't, Marquess wasn't your husband yet, but his love for you and how that really showed you who God was and it showed God's love to you. So it's, that's beautiful. It really is. It really is. Um, So I think, you know, was there something during all of this, like a passage or a verse or like a quality about God, we, you know, we've been studying attributes of God um, here on the podcast, but was there something about God that got you through like some of these hard parts of your story? Yeah, I think you touched on it a little bit. Like God's love is really something that just held true to me during everything Um, because I was searching for love with, with the drugs, with the sex. I mean, it was just... I was, there was a hole that I couldn't fill. Right. Um, and I didn't know where to get it from. So when I found Jesus and, and Marquest was, you know, showing God's love through him, it was just eye opening. And it's not necessarily just like the lovey dovey, um, like, I love you, love. It's more of like that strong discipline. God is going to correct you if you're doing wrong mm-hmm. and lead you back to the right way. Um, that kind of love. And that's what I needed. I needed that strong hand at mm-hmm. that time. And, um, yeah, so I think his love really just worked in me. That's beautiful. What was the hardest part about being obedient to God, and what were the benefits uh, when you really realized that that's what you wanted, Amanda? Oh, the hardest part. I think the hardest part now in this society is looking different than what's normal. 
Um, and maybe that's also just a woman thing where we compare ourselves a lot. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. We do. <laughs> we do. We are all nodding our head on that yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. We compare ourselves and we want to look like we want to keep up with the Joneses. Mm-hmm. So that was hard for me um, just to do life differently. Everyone that we were hanging out with was still living together or um, sleeping with each other before marriage. And we had decided to to stop that, which was really hard to do. To go the opposite direction of, that you were heading. I think that took a lot of courage only God could give you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we, we had talked about it for several several months, and we could never do it until we received guidance, and we really just prayed for strength and yeah. prayed that we could do right in God's eyes, and that's when we were able to actually make the separation. So um, that, that was really hard to do it differently. It is. It's yeah. hard to go against the, the the massive stream that's heading towards living together. Everyone's doing it, quote, and then to realize that that isn't God's best plan for you. Yeah. I, I'm really proud of you both that you had the courage to do that. So um, what would be your advice to someone who might be in not that situation, but in similar situations where they know God wants them to do something and they're holding back on their obedience? How, how would you encourage them? Yeah, so I would start by just acknowledging that it's hard, um, that it's not just a struggle that they're going through. It is hard to do. Um, But reminding them that God is faithful. God wants you to do right, and he he wants that relationship with you. So even though it's hard to push through, and I would just encourage them, and I would also just offer to come alongside them. Yeah, I I love that, and I I think I can relate to you in that too because – you know, our, our stories are similar in some ways where, you know, I too um, was having sex outside of God's design for marriage and, um, you know, was really had a lot of consequences because of that. But now on the flip side, like living obediently, like I can tell you how faithful God was too through, yeah. through that whole time and then how um, there really are so many more benefits to living righteously and to living obedient to God than there are living disobediently, you know, like, and I'm sure you can relate to that. And even though, you know, you still go through hardships and there's still temptation and there's still all the things, those things like God is faithful and he will help you get through that. So, you know, and Amanda, would you say like, so at that time, like when you guys decided to stop having sex before marriage were you were you at a church yet or was that kind of something like mark west let out on where were you at like yeah so we weren't we didn't have a home church we were searching um that's kind of where grace comes into our story okay we were searching for a home church we came to the realization that it's important for us to have a community and we were doing it by ourselves our families aren't believers our friends weren't so Mm -hmm. It was just this all of a sudden change. We were relying too much on each other, which I think was also a reason why we didn't want to live separately. Um, so we found Grace, and um, we actually came here for pre-marriage counseling. Um, and Pastor Brian was one of the people that gave us counsel to live separately and to move out mm-hmm. um, and to abstain from from sex with each other. Um and he encouraged us to do that. We were also seeing a mentor couple from a different church, just one of someone we randomly found at a coffee shop. So God just placed people in our lives to give us this guidance. And it all happened very close together. I would say like within a week's time, we heard from three different people. And um, we were just finally encouraged to 
do it and and that we could we could succeed and yeah. rely on God for that now that we were getting plugged into the church. So. And you know, God never asked us to do something without giving us the strength we need to do it. And he obviously was doing that that week yeah. in overtime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You had it in triple stereo. Yeah. yeah. And that's also like a confirmation that, you know, God was speaking to you. You yeah. know, you had other people in your life who were like, you know, this is what the next steps are for you guys that we believe the godly next steps. So that was also a confirmation in your life, like the Holy Spirit was moving in you guys. Oh yes. You what know? was yeah. the blessing after you moved out? Yeah. So we actually um, we got married a month after we moved out. Um, a month after we separated, we got married, um, and that week we were able to conceive our daughter so that oh was gosh. like the first week of marriage the first <laughs> week of marriage uh, cuz 2 weeks later i was pregnant and mm-hmm. i knew i hadn't had sex before then so yeah. there was only yeah. a short amount of time and you knew the due date yeah mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah everything so um, man that was such a blessing because yeah. we weren't even planning on having children um, but god he had a plan but and god mm-hmm. yeah but god so yeah, I love that. That's <laughs> that's that's so cool to me because not only is like there's so many benefits, like, you know, like emotionally and spiritually from like living o- like obediently, but like look at this physical, like tangible <laughs> blessing, and like now you get to see your daughter, and like I'm sure she's just such a reminder to you too of like how faithful God has been and like yes. your journey, like mm-hmm. for you guys, you know. Yeah, she she definitely is, and we love sharing our story. And she just gives us a reason to. So mm-hmm. that's um, so cute. And she's just like oh, the gorgeous, most gorgeous child. She is like, precious. Yes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> um. So tell us, what is God doing in your life now? You know, how is your life different? Yeah, God, I think is always working in my life. Um, uh, he's always working in all of our lives, of course. Uh, right now, we have that newborn Malachi, yeah. and life with a newborn. And a toddler. Oh, my. He's showing me that I can grow in in a lot of areas. I mean, patience, grace, love, even with our marriage. It was a blessing to have kids so quickly, but um, it's also a struggle in our marriage. We don't have that individual time with each other. So he's he's really growing us and and making us stronger, even amidst all this kind of crazy household with the newborn and the toddler. and I would say my life is completely different after meeting Christ. I've got some people that are still in my life from um, the, from before my heart conversion, and they tell me often that I'm a completely different person mm. and that, I mean, I couldn't, I don't even know where I'd be without Jesus being in my life. I thought I would be gone by the age of 22. I was sure I would overdose before then. Um, so man, my life is so different now. Yeah. Yeah. And people that know me now, I think would be surprised hearing this story. So. No. um, Yeah. 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 And, you know, one of the things too that, you know, I think people forget is like when you become a believer that problems don't necessarily go away. Um, Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. And it's hard, you know, it's, it's hard to walk with God and to follow God, but the joy is so much deeper than before. Wouldn't you agree with that? Oh yeah. Yep. That hole that I spoke of earlier, I mean, it's filled. And when I notice something is missing, I know I can recognize that, Hey, I haven't been in my word or I haven't been connecting with people um, that will point me to Jesus. And I might be, 
fallen back on some of the things that I used to do. So um, just being able to recognize like where my joy is coming from now. That's huge. It, yeah. That's huge. Tell me how Grace Church and community in general has made a difference in your obedience. Wow, yeah. So I'm, I'm a social person, and I, I think I take a lot from who I'm with. Mm-hmm. So that's important to me right off the bat. I think the people that I was hanging out with before, would they, I mean, their lifestyle is just different. So yeah. I would kind of take it on to me, and I would make that my lifestyle, knowing that it was wrong. So being here at Grace Church, I was able to plug in right away. We started volunteering with the production team. Um, and then shortly after, we got plugged in with a few small groups, and then our baby was born. Now I'm actually on staff here. And so it's just there's so many people in my life now that I wouldn't have known without being here. Um, and they constantly point me back to Jesus. Mm-hmm. If I'm struggling or if my marriage is going through something that's the first thing they say is talk to God about it. Let's pray. And they always point you back. So I think that's been a really big key in my life. Yeah. That accountability is so huge. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I was there too, where, you know, when I went to college, you know, right before I got pregnant, I was in college and, you know, being away from godly people really can affect you, you know, especially, when you're newer in your faith or you're learning or you're going through hard times, like being away from godly people really affects you. So, I mean, I get that. You need the community to give you that strength for obedience. You do. And you see it lived out in the lives of so many people around you. You realize that's the path of blessing. Mm. But if you're with the wrong people, you're going to have a skewed view of what is the path of blessing, you know? So, um, I'm I'm so happy to hear that grace has been such a blessing to you and your whole family. Yeah, yeah. that's amazing. Um, you know, I just want to encourage you to here, you know, before we wrap up, just thank you so much, like, for sharing your story and for being vulnerable. Like, I want you to know, like, your testimony has impacted me and, like, knowing you know, what it's like to be obedient and like hearing you talk about it is super inspiring. And to hear what um, God has done in your life is amazing. And now to see your children, you know, I didn't really know you before, but now I see you and your husband and your children. And that is so beautiful. And it's just a picture of the gospel, honestly. So thank you for sharing. Well, thanks for having me here. I really, God is working through you guys and I'm, I'm just it's a blessing to be here and to share my story. So, yeah, I, I And may God use it. You yeah. know, listeners, as you hear this story, um, again, it, you may not have the exact circumstances, but yet we all need encouragement, and, to, and the, the, we need to strengthen each other in our obedient walk with God. We do. Yeah. Bev, do you want to, let's just pray for Amanda I'd quick. Can you just pray? Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this time where we could be together with Amanda. Thank you, Lord, for how you were so present in her life and continued to pursue her and pursue her and pursue her, Lord. Thank you for her husband's influence, for the church's influence, for the gift of these children, Lord, for how you have brought her from the darkness into the light of your presence, into the darkness of disobedience, into the light of obedience. So now, Father, continue to bless and guide and direct their lives as they go forward for you. May you use this testimony mightily in the lives of many. And it's in Christ's name we've prayed. Amen. 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 Well, it was great to be with you today, sisters. Join us in two Mondays for the next episode of She is Becoming.